Hey everybody, welcome back to the Making It Music podcast. I am Heather, your host as usual. So happy, so delighted to be with you for yet another week. A big shout out to Craig Wynn from the Dublin School of Music. Miss you loads, Craig, and we'll see you very, very soon. Um, okay, I don't know if you guys noticed, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, you probably would have realized that this week is a little bit different. It kind of looks like a bit of the beginning of the Brady Bunch theme tune. I'm like right in the middle, it's fantastic. I am not only joined this week by one fantastic musician, but by four, which is kind of like a freak out for me. Let's start off with this little lady down here. I really hope this is actually down here when it goes up. So <laughs> Zaffo, this is Zaffo, AKA L Breslin. Zaffo is a Dublin-based singer, songwriter, and producer who strutted her way onto the scene back in 2018 with a super sexy and confident like I do, uh, do like I do, such a class song. Zaffo has only gone from strength to strength since then. And even though 2020 has kind of hit us all in the stomach, this lady has grabbed the bull by the horns as riding it all the way. Not only did you release um, 100 Ways with Ryan Shocknessy in uh, January, but you released your next uh, single, Fight Me, was on February or March. Um, and then it was, uh, which was described as a powerful anthem of new femininity. And on top of all that, she managed to start the X Collective with Emily Shaw of Eva of Eha Events and released <laughs> the first single with the X Collective with the beautiful Tony McKay right here. Tony McKay, um, born in Nigeria and raised in the Irish Midlands, is this incredibly talented lady who brings you through her life with her music, uh, her highs, her lows, her middles, her lyrics are so beautifully personal beginning her career back in 2017 with guide me all the way uh, tolu has only grown to become this incredible incredibly diverse and acclaimed artist lending her vocals to the likes of zaska and jlol and delush bringing out amazing music and just more and more great things come from here i'm sorry i'm gonna keep on going with the ladies over here <laughs> I'm sorry, Edwin. I know, I know it should be equal society, but I'm going to hang up uh, on girls for this one. All right. Let us fly furthest across the pond over here to Miss Brenna Carroll. We are going to fly over to America's Virginia to meet award-winning songwriter and Berkeley College graduate Brenna Carroll, uh, describing her music as a way to have meaningful conversations with her, uh, like with her listeners, with her audience. Her music does just does just that. Uh, her lyrics have a way of pulling on your heartstrings, but making you think at the same time. After the huge success of her first out, like her most recent album, Gallery, she released her next single, Something, on the 20th of April, which is a beautiful, beautiful kind of pop song, leaning a bit more electronic than what you had before, but so fantastic. And it comes with a beautiful um, choreographed music video with Galia Conroy and Saoirse Cocaine. Definitely, definitely go check that out, right? And I know I'm flying through these, but God, if I listed out every single one of achievements these amazing people have done, we'd have a 40-minute interview of just that. It'd be incredible. <laughs> Last but not least is the wonderful Mutant Vinyl, a.k.a. Edwin Pope, just over here. I really hope that in the, in the end, I'm pointing in the right direction. I don't um, think so. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, because it's different per person. Mm -hmm. So it's like... They'd be like, Edwin... <laughs> <laughs> This person and this person. Um, Edwin Pope, Mutant Vinyl, is a British uh, multi-instrumentalist and producer. Uh, since releasing his first body of work, Kick, in the, uh, Kick the Real, which is that like a play on being uh, like Celt, Irish, like real spelt or E-E-L? No. Damn it. No. Oh. Sorry. Hate <laughs> um, he hates Irish people. Hates <laughs> <them. laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Oh. So after oh. his first body of work, Kick the Real, in 2018, Mutant Vinyl has won themselves an army, an army of fans, including Sir Paul McCartney. All right, so that's something. He has supported the likes of the Rudimentals and Rita Ora on their European tours. And this electronic sax god has just released his brand new P a year, a year of autumn, which is super, super groovy. So welcome everybody. Hello, how are you doing? Hello. 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 I hope Hello. you're well yourself. 
I'm good. I'm really excited. I get to talk to all you wonderful heads and get to dive into <laughs> your brains for a little while. It's great. Beats being a mine. Um, so before <laughs> we jump into anything, there's one thing I really like doing on the Making a Music podcast called This or That, right? And it's a bit of a game just to kind of get people into it, see how people are feeling. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you all a choice. So it's between, I have three of them here and uh, three this or that, and you get two artists each time. Okay. So I'm going to say it. And then the first one that comes to your head, you guys scream out. And I want you to all say it together because I want to see the shock on each other's faces when you realize someone hasn't agreed with you. Give you I'm going to give you two. All right. And you pick between the two. Okay. okay. So, favorite oh. artist, go. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> first two. All right. Because I realized when I was listening to the collective's music as a, as a whole, you're all quite different. So Actually, yeah, before I start anything, we are here because all of these beautiful people are part of the X Collective, this brand new 70 strong artists, musician, creative group that are all about just promoting, creating and helping each other's art, which is fantastic. I'm not going to even tell you that much about it because I think Zaffo down here or up here or across here is going to say, explain it way, way better than I am. But I noticed that between the X Collective, there's a nice underlying soulful kind of vibe throughout all of your artists, which is really cool. Everyone's slightly different, but there's this natural soulful feeling to all the music. So I've kind of gone with that with the this or that this week. Okay. So the first one I have is Ray Charles versus Stevie Wonder. So Wait, so when Ray do we Charles. say it? Ray when Charles, <laughs> whenever you want to. Stevie Ray, Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Wonder. Yeah. Ray Charles. Oh, we got a 50-50 split. Okay, so, okay. I'm, I'm going to go for the two Irish heads first. Zaffo, Tolu, you both said, so Zaffo, you said Ray Charles. Ray, Ray and Charles, Tolu, yeah. you said Stevie Wonder. I chose Ray Charles because he's essentially the godfather of soul of soul R&B music he's like the creator and a genius so and I, I've just been a fan of his since I was very young but like don't don't put me up against TV wonder that's a horrible <laughs> thing <to laughs> exactly I don't yeah. even need to like point out <laughs> yeah Stevie wonder Stevie yeah. wonder yeah that's the answer <laughs> yeah dead right dead right okay next one I have for you are um two artists who are kind of bringing uh, the electronic side into soul um I've got Tyler the creator versus Frank Ocean Ooh. Frank Ocean. Tyler the Creator. Tyler the Creator. Yeah. yeah. On your own, Zappa. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't know who he is. It oh. was an easy pick. <laughs> I yeah. you should really listen to Tyler the Creator from like your kind of vibe but, of things, you know? That rhythmic would. hits that you have would really link in, I think, with Tyler the Creator. Really cool stuff. But on that your is. own, on your own, on your own. That's um, <laughs> You're going to get us like blackballed by all these artists for the rest of our career. Like, like, really, really don't think me. that Tyler, the creator, is listening to my little podcast. You never know. She's it would big. be awesome. Okay, and Joe, if that happened one day that one of them gets in touch and was like, hey, you didn't pick me, I'd be yeah. like, I don't care, you're listening. <laughs> Last one exactly. I have for you, okay, are two ladies of soul who've just added their own extra elements to it, okay? So, Erica Badu. Versus Lauren Hill. Oh, no. Erica oh, Badu. Disgraceful. Disgraceful. Jesus Christ. Oh, no, I can't. I can't tell me won't. I can't. I got this was supposed to be a fun game, but you're just like stressing us out. I both Why we to do this? Uh, see, I never said it. Uh, games were fun for you. Games are just fun for me. <laughs> Like, do we have? No, I can't. I refuse. Yeah, I actually can. Okay, that's okay. We've got Edwin over here. You're sticking with your Erica Badu. Definitely. Brenna, are you? I'm. Are, I'll say. I'll say Lauren Hill to be controversial. Ooh, damn. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if you look at it, it's just like they're both good choices, mm -hmm. and not like I'm omitting another like oh. legendary choice. Just, just focus on that. Focus on the positive. Well done, guys. That was actually like a very, fairly quick. I thought that would be way longer with four of you because some people like just sit there and just like, oh my god, <laughs> like the addition of their life. It's like Sophie's Choice, you know. It's like picking a favorite child a lot of the time. Yeah. But so what we were talking about originally, you guys are all here because you are now part of the awesome new X Collective. I'm going to just Zaffo. 
tell us a bit about the original beginning of the X Collective. It's only about what, like maybe a month and a half old at this point, two months yeah, old? Yeah, around that, six weeks old, yeah. Amazing. So started off during COVID, uh, a support group for everyone who's involved. Dive in, tell us a bit more about it. You started this off with Emily Shaw of EHA Events, yeah? Correct, yeah. So I guess Emily and I both would have separately had an idea of a collective of sorts and we kind of had opened up a conversation when I met her at one of her events called EHA Events um, about a year ago and I was like, hey, I'd love to gather like a group, a small group of people, something manageable. And then she's like, oh, but what about this element and that element and her, her, her side is promotion. So I was connected with a lot of artists. I know a lot of musicians and the idea was that we just married our two ideas together and then the X Collective came out of it. And to be honest, it was the most natural thing that could have happened because like I was collaborating with Tolu anyway, like I'd met her at an EHA events gig and from the second that I, I saw her perform, I was like, oh, need to get on a shame with her. And then it just happened super easily. So like the collective has been a year of planning that we didn't even know we were planning for. It was only really in the last six months that we like kicked it into gear when we started getting like an overwhelm an overwhelming response from artists and then creatives and then people just saying they wanted to be involved in some capacity. And we went from like having maybe five or six people to then 10, 20 to then 30, 40. And then it's just such a large group now between all of our bands, each of the musicians, management teams, then we have label consultants, AR, A&R, PR, marketing, advertising, the whole lot, just people just jumping on board, which is great. Roughly 70 of you at this point. Roughly, yeah. like, And it's growing and growing and growing, which is incredible. And one thing I really like about this is that it's, it's not a label. You know, you don't have to release with any particular person to be involved in this. This is a thing about helping and caring for each other and promoting each other and I think perfect time for it to come out was during this COVID time mm-hmm. um mm. so Brenna and Edwin you are from other sides of like the world you're Edwin you're based over in London I know that's the other side of the world but, you know. <laughs> it is far it is, it is far and well, Brenna you are way away how were you guys yeah. how did you guys get originally involved in this do you want to go or do you want me to go no 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 uh, okay, I'll go. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm over I'm over in Virginia in uh, America right now. I'm actually in Colonial Williamsburg, so it's really it's quite an experience where I am. But um, yeah, I I lived in Dublin for like a period of time, like I guess like a year and a half ago, um, and I I miss it so much. I visas and everything, I couldn't stay any longer than I did. But yeah, I I had such an incredible time and met some amazing people there, and I'm actually still working. Um, with a manager that I met there, uh, Leah Liego, if, if anyone oh, knows. Yeah, yeah. yeah, here one mm-hmm. um, and all them. Yeah, they're fantastic. So I'm still working uh, with with their group. So I, I think Elle or Emily, one of you reached out to Leah and then Leah mm-hmm. reached out to me. And so then I got to meet you guys and I was like, yeah, like why wouldn't I be a part of this? It's just a bunch of amazing musicians all coming together. So yeah, that's kind of it's not it's not like a super interesting or like dramatic story <laughs> it's a bunch of text messages and that's that's what our life is in 2020 yeah. a lot of emails yeah. a lot of text messages yeah were you were you kind of surprised that you that people were kind of because even though you have a management that's based in Ireland were you surprised that they reached out even though yeah so far well away? my first my first question I asked Leah I was like do they know I'm not Irish yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> I I like I actually confused Heather Heather thought yeah. I was my name is like kind of on the brink of like it just doesn't sound like a normal like American name so I get that happen all the time and you're coming through the hair as well yeah and I never want that to be I am very much American and I'm not gonna pretend as much as I wish I was Irish I'm not going to pretend (laughs) so I was like they know right but um yeah I was I was flattered and like so excited I was supposed to actually be over in Ireland in April but obviously with everything going on right now Mm. it didn't happen which is fine I'm small sacrifice to make right now but um yeah I was I was so excited to be like involved in something going back to Ireland gives me a reason to just go back as much as possible when everything is normal again yeah when everything kind of settles it just settles again yeah Um, Edwin how are you how are you because you've you had played an EHA event before this whole X Collective had put yeah I made friends with Emily, who's like the main promoter of that event, um, through Ubloom, which is, um, which I guess is kind of a, a, 
more poorly executed version of the X Collective of this kind of cross pollination of artists from all different countries playing in Ireland. So I did that event and met Emily through that and we just became friends and she said, oh, I'm putting on this, this new, you know, night in Dublin. So I did a couple of those and then, um, yeah, again, I felt super lucky to be asked to be part of this X Collective because obviously I'm not from Ireland and um, being the only Brit, you know, I, I do feel incredibly lucky to, to be involved with it and hope I can bring something to the yeah amazing <laughs> wrong being a brit we love we love yeah. our brits but so totally you were kind of involved in the action before you, you even knew it was kind of becoming a thing like you yeah. have been in, and i think i'd like i know everyone i'm talking to here totally you have lent your voice to everyone you are like the collaborator you know like it's, it's fantastic though like you guys should see like there's a list of totally songs then you scroll down it's like appears on and she's like oh. <laughs> class. yeah so when you what was when were you originally approached about the project about the x collective um so i was approached when was it oh i don't was, know yeah, really early on. <laughs> like that's what i mean like when i say that this accidentally yeah. happened i literally mean that like this wasn't like okay let's try the x collective and then work exactly. for a year it was like we had done all the work and then we were like hey we may as well throw a brand get some photographs put and a we, name on this <laughs> we just put yeah. a name on it like literally it was the most naturally evolving project that i've ever been a part of because I think the whole ethos of the X Collective is that we're all active musicians um, on the music scene. We're all driven, all focused. Everyone's like roughly the same level. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that we're all doing it independently anyway. So it was just a matter of having a conversation with several musicians and saying, hey, why don't we just throw all of our resources and our knowledge and our skills together and just go up together, essentially. But with yeah. Tolu, like, because me and Tolu, I, I approached her about, the, about a song that I wanted to do um, like maybe a year ago. And then naturally, it, it just it was last year, yeah. Last year was it? Yeah, it was. It was so interesting the way we kind of like came together, especially with that song, because previously I was in Berlin, and then she went to Berlin, and she hit me up with the song, and she was like, "Oh, um, yeah, I'm just gonna send this to you. Send me like whatever you want." So I sent her like just like voice notes, and then yeah. the way she like worked it out was just amazing. I was like, "Okay, I need to work with you," because it was just like professional, very fast, and I was like, "Okay, that's how I like to work. Yes. Cool, let's go." <laughs> I yeah. guess that would. <laughs> and this so was for Collide, easy. yeah? Yeah. Yeah, correct. I, okay, I'm, I don't know, like, Collide, it was out on Friday the 12th. Um, unreal song. Such a brilliant, brilliant song. So this is the first, uh, Collide is the first song under the X Collective label. And not only is it just with um, X Collective members, you have Jenny Brown in it as well, which is mm. incredible, really, really good how was like you were saying it was started off like the song beginning of the song started off online was it like you're saying you're in berlin back and forth and now the new video was all done in isolation as well yeah, yeah. the entire song and video was done completely separate to one another so exactly maybe 20 plus people involved and none of us actually met so right. we did yeah. everything virtually Gosh, that's amazing for all of you how have you found this kind of covid experience has uh, like affected your music writing um, like, yeah jump in I, I mean I don't want to be too deep about it but I felt massively uncreative unless I'm given an email and a brief or a bit of work to do I've I've never really felt like oh I'm inspired today to write music yeah the last week or so I have actually because of recent events but it, yeah but being isolated and not not going and watching other musicians and stuff that, yeah. that's normally how I get my inspiration is you know mm. casually stealing cool bits of other people's gigs <laughs> yeah. i don't know if anyone's ever watched um oh gosh uh the wait what am i saying the time what's the show that i'm thinking of the time zone the twilight zone jesus oh, twilight sorry zone. <laughs> <laughs> i can only think of the time zone like that's a bad name for a show when you said the time um, zone, so i just saw the cube for a second to like that game show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 no but the, has anyone ever seen this an episode of the twilight zone I think it's called like all the time in the world and it's basically where like this guy survives like an apocalyptic event and all he wants to do is read his books and he like has all the time in the world to read now and no one's bothering him and he like stumbles into a library it has all the books he'd ever want and then he steps on his glasses and like so he can't read which like it's, oh, it's honestly him. it's one of the saddest episodes i'm so sorry to ruin it for everyone <laughs> But that's like how I feel right now with like, I feel like I kind of have all the time in the world to do all this stuff. And I just like, 
don't like I mean I'm you're still able to do stuff and especially like everyone said like when there's a bit of structure to it like someone's asking me to do something really specific I can crush that that's fine but like there's not there's not a lot of like input coming in Mm -hmm. to make me want to like put something out to like write about an experience and like Mm. my experience is like Netflix (laughs) 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 really really beautiful everyone wants to hear about that but yeah just write yeah. like an epic love song ballad about like Teen Wolf or something. Yeah. <laughs> Just start writing about the shows I'm watching because I don't have a real life right now. <laughs> oh, I think everybody, everyone is in the same boat on that note as well. Because when you're at home, like before quarantine and stuff, you get to go out, you get to meet your friends. There's like, you get to work and play as such. Whereas if you're in your house all the time, your energy is stagnant. It's one energy that's going around constantly. So it's not like there's something... You're like, oh, I feel great today. I feel in a good mood. I'm going to write a song. It's just like, oh, yeah, okay. I'll go downstairs. I'll eat. I'll maybe shower. (laughs) And I'll just be on the laptop for the entire day. So it's the energy is kind of stagnant for like fresh creativity. But Mm. equally then with the X Collective and the new projects, that's like a new lease of life that we can kind of focus our energy into something that all of us are doing because it's hard to do one thing by yourself and I think procrastination is a huge thing for all of us well I know for me it is I'm, I'm a devil for that mm-hmm. but w- once you have a load of people kind of on board you want to impress and you want to kind of keep pushing it together as such so. yeah especially now that we're kind of come to a point in our lives where technology has really helped us out that we can as you said uh, like Tolu you said there that uh, you found you got the first call when you're in Berlin and it was voice notes and stuff like that and send things back to each other so you no longer have to be like in the same room with someone with to create um and like the X Collective as you said are so many different people from so many different so many different areas do you think that maybe Brenna and and Mutant Vinyl you guys might do something from across the sea like it, could you could a collaboration start with that do you think that now COVID is almost unleash this extra part of the music scene it's kind of like you don't actually need to be together to create mm-hmm. you can be together in a different sense i feel like it's always been like that kind of mm. anyway of just you know pinging stems across to each other yeah um, for me when i'm whenever i work on music i always think about how it's going to be performed live um so at the moment the fact that no one really knows when the next gig or festival is going to be yeah. i think that's maybe why i'm struggling to put pieces together because i'm not getting that buzz of oh in a few weeks I can drop this at a gig and see if people like it you know mm. um so for collaboration I'm more happy to lend stuff to people at the moment in terms of just going oh you can have some sax or whatever rather than being like let's write something to gig with yeah you know, it's more about just the collaborative yeah you know, I can imagine you with the, the live thing because you are proper little happy feet when you come to your set like saxophone playing it's very like spinning around like a top on the stage. It's the energy. Yeah. I'm exhausted when I perform. <laughs> you have the energy and you're using your breath for that sax. I would be absolutely gasping like. Yeah. It's in Guinness, you know, it's a good combo. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He is Irish. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm working on it. Slowly diluting your blood with Guinness just slowly makes you more and more Irish. But, um, one thing you guys were saying there that you're all kind of finding at the moment um it's hard with inspiration you know and it's hard kind of writing at the moment because you're kind of what you're doing but i think something that we've all kind of been inspired by recently and i don't know if you guys have heard uh to lose amazing black lives matter song with uh delush absolutely gorgeous i also please release that so i can put it on my phone i like (laughs) such a beautiful beautiful yeah i wasn't expecting like anyone to even react to it i was just like yeah i'm just gonna put it out there because literally it was um i went to the um the march and the protest on monday the first one which i was helping out in and i had to leave early because i just felt like this huge wave of emotion that i couldn't really understand and um I couldn't like cry it out so it was just like what the hell is this sticky thing and then the next day like literally like for the whole month of June I have like so much production work to do like recording and I couldn't record and I was like oh my god this is too stressful so the song just came out like I just did the song and I was like I feel better now okay cool right let me just send this to Delush and see if he can like tweak it a little bit and then I was just like yeah I want an acapella I don't want anything extra that's why it sounds so raw but, but it's it's yeah. beautifully raw because you just it really makes you kind of just it grabs you in and i i, I think anyone who knows me knows that like me and harmonies is just like <sighs> like all about them. yeah totally is a harmony queen <laughs> yes. oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> 
Um, how, how, because, okay, let's look, just looking at Ireland. So between yourself and Elle, this, like, we're going to definitely jump on to Brenna because I think you're kind of in the heart of the action at the moment. But yeah. from how have you guys been finding just it being, being in Ireland here? Like, and everything is coming out because a lot of, uh, for those, for Edwin and Brenna, a big thing that's over here in Ireland, we have a thing called direct provision, which was meant for ages seen as a very good thing. So we were letting immigrants into our country and kind of giving them housing and stuff. But we did not know the extent of what actually was going on. People are stuck in these houses for years and aren't integrated into society, um, which is very hard if you're trying to be to become a part of another country, a part of another culture, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, how have you, between Elle and uh, Tulu, how have you been finding things at the moment like you said to Lou I, I actually saw you at the at March I was kind of a bit further away I didn't come up because I was keeping my distance from everyone um, okay. <laughs> but I like it's it's really once when especially when you see everyone around it's very like mm-hmm. you know? yeah have you guys been um, finding it my thoughts around it it's just it's been really weird to kind of articulate and you know put my pinpoint on it because like I think for the most part when everything was going on I was just like talking about my experience and you know putting it out there and then it came to a point where I was just like oh this is a lot you know when you have to like talk about things that happened in the past and you're like just uncovering like things that you didn't even know were a thing was a thing yeah um yeah that was like a lot to kind of handle um, but then as time went on, I, I saw the importance of like talking about, you know, experience that people have faced within Ireland. And then that brought about the whole discussion of direct provision. And when I when I saw the, um, I think there's like a change.org um, link for people to donate and like sign and watch the video of people that are in direct provision. Mm-hmm. And when I watched that, I recognized one of the girls that were in it. And I didn't know that she was part of direct provision. Like we went to uni together. And I was just like, that is insane so basically in direct provision um yeah like the amount a child is given is like nine euro something and the amount an adult is given per week is um 19 euro and they have to like stay in like one room together so for example if like a mother has like three kids they're all in the same like space yeah they're all in one room and everything yeah it's it's very weird it's um and then you know if you're coming from a different culture and a different background, you like to cook your own traditional food. They're not allowed to do that. Like they, yeah, it's very bizarre. And like the friend that I had that was in uni, the state that was in that video, um, she was talking about like how, you know, you're not really integrated into society mm-hmm. as you want to be because you're like segregated away and um, you're not given like, you're not, you don't have a citizenship so you don't have um the schemes for higher education because you know we have Susie so that we don't have to like pay yeah yeah so you don't have money so you to even get into the higher education that you want to get into so her just talking about her experience and then learning that and realizing that she had to go through that with like no support I was just like what yeah what the, the, the food because i think it's food thing is such a big thing of like oh, holding yeah. on to your culture and stuff like that and if they're trying to get people to it's like no you have to be part of irish culture it's like then you can't keep us here and want us to be irish and then yeah. keep us here and not let us be our own people either one thing that i actually read um online yesterday that was that in the census in our irish census there's no african irish <laughs> there's <Yeah>. it's <laughs> there's no yeah like what it's what? very weird. Um, yeah, it's it's either I think it's either African, I don't know what else. African American or African other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. the others. Like what? <laughs> what is that? Like you've you've lived here your whole life, and it's it's yeah, it's very strange because I feel like we are the first generation because like our parents came to the country like in the two thousands, and we're the ones that grew up and kind of like you know assimilated into the culture and mm-hmm. you know have the accent went to the school all that kind of stuff so we call ourselves the first gen um but being the first gen of something you don't really feel like you have your foot anywhere mm-hmm. like i have conversations with like my other friends that are from like either nigeria south africa whatever and are like born in ireland and it's kind of like when we go back to um nigeria for example it feels like we we don't quite fit in because you know like our accent is different the way we behave is different and then when we come back to Ireland 
you know, you're getting asked weird questions like, oh, are you used to the weather now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, I've been living here all my life, but I mean, yeah, sure. Like, probably yeah, know more Irish than you do. It's raining. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, that is so it's one of those like weird things where you're just like, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like like this dual citizenship where you're just like, I don't know where I fit in. Mm. But um, it's great because you see like your younger siblings having like other friends that look like them, and they're like really into like the culture. Like there was a time that I was in on the bus in Dublin. And I swear, I thought it was a like a white guy from Tala. I turned around. And it was this like tall black kid, and I was just like, "Really?" <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. No, it was great because I was just like, "Wow, wow!" Because for us, like growing up, it was so different. Especially yeah. me growing up in the rural part of like Ireland, I was the only one. So like just seeing that, I was like, oh, "That is so cool." <laughs> yeah, I think it's something that we really need to wake up to, especially in Ireland, because um. Brenna and, and Edwin, the hip-hop scene in Ireland has exploded in the last few years. And I want to say maybe 70% of it are African-Irish. Let's call them what they goddamn are. You're Irish. Brenna, you are, you are in the midst of where it all began. How yeah. is it? What's it like over there for you? It's probably like from over here, looking at what the police are doing in your, where you are. You're yeah. just like, people used to slag me off for watching that movie, The Purge. Do that? the movie that, that I know the movie I haven't seen it yeah. but I know what you're talking about yeah yeah it's about this like one night where all crime is legal and everyone goes around killing yeah. each other and stuff Crazy. and then yeah. but the the basis of it it's actually done by the government to keep the like crime to keep the poor levels down keep the poverty level low and stuff like that people always slag me off because they're like that would never happen and I'm like <laughs> if it would happen somewhere it would be america to be honest. <laughs> i think we can all agree to that yeah yeah we're uh <laughs> especially with the government we've got going now that seems like an idea they'd whip up mm-hmm. uh yeah no it's uh it's it's just i mean it's it's necessary everything that's like happening right now with the protests and everyone speaking out and I mean it's way past due this is something that never should have had to happen but Mm -hmm. it's it's like it's horrifying to see what it is that like this government has done and but it's it's more than that it's our it's everything it's like our entire system everything about like us as a country this has all been building to this it's something that should have been addressed you know forever ago yeah so it's it's like it's so heartbreaking to see all the tragedy that had to happen for all for all of this to actually for people to really be taking it seriously and mm-hmm. for you know things that might seem radical to be like no this is just the safety of humans that's like that's all that we're fighting for here yeah. you know it's so sad to see all the tragedy that had to come from it but it's really it is empowering just to see how people have stepped up and to see like there's so much there's so much that I feel like that's coming out of it of like changing minds of people who might have been hard to reach in the past and I I don't know I'm trying to I try to take it from a positive angle but my my parents live just outside DC so like we've been seeing I haven't been to protests because my my dad is a little bit older so just for safety wise but the protests that are going on there it's like it's yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty remarkable what like people have been able to step up and do but Mm -hmm. it's it's so sad that this is has there been a big um because we we had here in ireland we had blackout tuesday um, and where all kind of irish musicians just didn't do anything for the tuesday um it was a tuesday after the protest wasn't it it was tuesday after the saturday protest yeah like after Um, yeah after the first week of them yeah i think that was global wasn't it i think that was set up yeah it's a global initiative set up by uh, two black females in the music industry and yeah. it was originally just to give an opportunity to ha- to raise black voices and black profiles and and it's it was remarkable for me to see that and also shocking and heartbreaking and I'm so embarrassed to say that I didn't know more or that we've just been blind to it because I don't think that it's a black problem it's actually a white problem mm-hmm. and we have to fix the white system that is messing this up yeah and it took me so long to realize that and I'm so embarrassed I'm so yeah. embarrassed that, yeah. like I've been I've been reading I'm doing a podcast or a, a podcast book at the moment um, and me and white supremacy or white supremacy and me and it's just about breaking down this systematic structure that exists primarily within America but then equally within Ireland yeah. we're not over like 
you, like Irish people can say, oh, I don't see that much overt racism. It's the insidious racism yeah. that's there, that exists, that I've seen, that I'm sure Toto's experienced, that I'm sure so many other people have as well. So mm -hmm. it's about us actually saying it's not okay to our white friends mm -hmm. that seem to think that it's okay or that it's a joke. It's actually up to us to do the work now. Yeah, definitely. Dead, dead yeah, I well feel like I've, I've definitely felt a sense of embarrassment from the level of shock that I've been able to That's feel. It. You know exactly. what I mean? Like the fact that I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, this is happening. You're like, yeah, it's fucking happening. I just, I haven't, I haven't been actively trying to educate myself and open my eyes to this. And it, it is, in, it's embarrassing and, and it's horrifying, but yeah. Mm -hmm. It's come to a point now that um, if you're, if you've got, if you're, and I hate to say it, if you're lucky enough to have, be like this, then fucking help out. You know, yeah. don't be, educate yourself and stand up and pull up people up when they're being assholes. You know, the biggest thing we got to do is we got to be kind. We got to realize that we all need each other. Okay. And the only thing that separates you and me is the air between us. That's mm -hmm. pretty much it. Edwin, you have been very kind of involved in projects before kind of project uh, musical projects of note so you had the one for climate change uh, that was last year and then in 2021 you've the one for crisis homelessness that's meant to be coming out have you found yourself inspired by this movement at all yeah i mean i live um i live in brixton in south london which is um i actually live on windrush square i don't know if you guys know about the kind of the windrush generation yeah. and the scandal that happened a few years ago it was basically during Theresa May's reign um, as Prime Minister, she she brought in a bill, very kind of, it was a bit of a false flag situation. S sounds a bit like what's going on in Ireland, where they bring in this new rule or this new law, quite low key whilst other stuff is going on, almost as a distraction to be like, we know this is a big deal, but we're going to kind of slip it under the doormat with the other post, you know? And this this bill was basically, they were deporting people from the Caribbean community mm. if they couldn't prove they were British. There was just a documentary on it on BBC One and um, people were literally given letters saying you have to leave England and they were deported. And these are people that came over during the Windrush generation that helped build the country. Mm. Of course. And mm -hmm. the, the Conservative government just completely sold them out. And it, and it is a scandal. It is a complete mm. disgrace. Um, and I, and I live on the square that that's kind of named after. So there's always protests and stuff going on in Brixton. Um, and I, I, I feel deeply moved most days by, by what I'm seeing in London at the moment. And um, I find it very hard to process. So I can't imagine what it's like at the moment for a person of colour to be processing what's happening. Um, and I, I do feel inspired, but also like you guys are saying, it's, it's about listening and it's about educating others. And I'm spending more time talking to ignorant people online that are mm -hmm. saying stuff like all lives matter then i <laughs> should be but unfortunately that's the work that we have to do you can't be passive anymore you can't mm. just say well i'm not racist and move on you, you have to be, be actively, actively exactly and when you yeah. see people saying things or saying jokes and stuff you have to call them out on it because mm -hmm. you know it's it's our time to fix this issue it's, mm -hmm. it's not for black people to sort this issue out it's for us to sort out it's as simple as that yeah I, yeah, I think the, the one of the best analogies I've seen about the whole uh, people being like, no, all lives matter. It's like, well, not everyone has houses on fire at the moment. Like if, if a whole yeah. row of houses and one of them was on fire, would you water all of them? No, obviously not. And, and though that's, that saying has been adopted by, you know, far right white supremacist groups like mm. the KKK. They use mm. all lives matter mm -hmm. in a powerful way to project their message. So when you see just a normal ignorant person on Facebook saying all lives matter, you're like, you've got no idea the connotations of what you're saying. And yeah. no. empowering by mm. and, it, and it is ignorance. And we have to call ignorance out now. Um, and we have to educate from as young an age as possible in our schools. Like, Do you absolutely. think as well, Edwin, like what I found with, it's, it's a lot of younger white males that I see the most controversy with or that I see the least interaction with. That's that's my problem. So I've kind of like made it a mission of mine to try and talk to like guys that are younger than me that either say nothing, either don't understand it or have the blase kind of, ah, oh, whatever, like, you know, it doesn't matter, like that type of attitude. Do, what do you think about that? Yeah, that that's definitely true. And um, 
that that also feeds into to toxic masculinity which is another right. huge issue we have here um and there's a lot of racism in football and again it does come well, down to ignorance because someone will shout out a racist chant at the opposing team's black player when on their own team they have black players mm. like why why is it okay to like Delhi Ali, but you're calling out you know another it's just ridiculous it makes no sense and that is purely you know a toxic masculine thing of getting point scoring with your friends if you guys all could go around right now and just have like maybe like one kind of line that you would give to kind of younger generations younger musicians younger artists about what's happening now even just a, a message of hope one thing i've just seen go i'm i'm stealing this from oh i don't even know who the original author is but whoever you know originally had the i can never understand but still i stand mm. like that's that's just why and also black lives matter that's boils it all down to the essence of what's important right now yeah mutant vinyl edwin pope I, I would just say you know if you're listening to music if you're reading books if you're watching films consciously watch a spike lee film or listen to public enemy or read to Maya angelou you know go out of your if you've read 10 books this month look at how many of those authors were black and if the answer mm. is zero put, you know change mm -hmm. your ideology on that just, yeah. just consciously go out of your comfort zone of these sort of mm. artistic forms, you know? Definitely. Totally. Oh, um, <laughs> that's a lot. Okay. So <laughs> if you get a minute, I can go back down and come back to you if you want. Uh, no, I have something I want to say. It's just going to be, I don't know how I'm going to like sum it down, but this is basically with everything that has happened, it has opened my eyes because when you have to deal with a very, um, harsh reality you it kind of forces you to question a lot of things so for me what i'll direct to um other people that look like me and also want to get into music or just want to live their lives i'd love to say that read your history know where you're from and unlearn negative things that have been put to you um by living in a different culture and in a different society that doesn't necessarily understand you that will be the biggest helper. You will learn to love yourself for who you are. Love that. Absolutely love beautiful. that. Beautiful. That was really beautifully summed up. That oh was like God. concise. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was gorgeous. <laughs> I'm feeling like I'm going to walk away. It's like, I do. I love myself. <laughs> but Elle, what about yourself? Last, last but not least, of course. Um, a couple of things. Um, I would say first thing for a lot of people and myself included is to acknowledge your privilege as a white person, acknowledge that you have a head start compared to other people of color or other minorities as well. So to acknowledge your privilege and the term I'm not racist isn't an acceptable term anymore. I think, I think the term is I'm anti-racist and then to be proactive about that. And this is like seriously me challenging myself in every way, shape and form and to deconstruct anything that you've learned as a child or any of these kind of racist systems that are set up it's to unlearn them and to challenge yourself and to get emotional and to be upset but to equally listen to listen and to celebrate how although we are the same as a human human race we are different we have different cultures and to celebrate those differences and to acknowledge those differences and to come together music brings us together art brings us together in all of those ways and I, I think we should just concentrate on the, the kind of positive things equally while challenging all of the negative things about ourselves yeah. as well um that looked beautiful that's really really nice thank you guys so much for talking about it so openly really really appreciate that um cool. just talking about as we're as we're moving on like talking about like maybe future collaborations and stuff if to lighten the mood again if another little wee game if you want it, like, if we had to go around, you guys know there's so many different artists and musicians and spots involved in the X Factor. So many fantastic ones. And Tulu, I'm I'm sorry, I keep on pulling you in. Um, <laughs> cool, I love it. A lot going on. Um, you have um an, a song coming out with uh, Danny G and the Major Sevens with Shy Mascot in it as well. So even though that's not like X Collective, um kind of based, it's it's yeah. involving someone who's in the X Collective going around like and knowing the music the music of the other people involved in the x collective who would be like your person that you would love to work with oh man I, to be honest i'd like to work with everyone i wouldn't even lie yeah. <laughs> of course oh, you do <laughs> <laughs> no i mean that because like everyone has different elements 
and I love like for example working with Danny D he's like really like old school kind of soul mm-hmm. and I, I got to like play with my Erica Badu kind of style vibe and I was yeah. just like yeah oh, okay nice so like getting to work with different people I get to see the different type of styles that I can introduce that I necessarily wouldn't like do like on my own projects because like I'm doing like my whole other thing that's coming yeah. out this year mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> okay. yeah so like working with other people just gives me um an eye-opener to hear different things that I wouldn't necessarily hear in my own um, music and also to collaborate different styles that I wouldn't necessarily do because it isn't Tolumake if whatever that style Mm -hmm. is really yeah so everybody hit me up (laughs) (laughs) keep me busy I was when I was when I was listening through music because I know that um Brenna your most recent single something that has come out fantastically mm. single Thank is a you. bit more like electronic than the the yeah. album the gravity album um and i was thinking I was like ooh, is was that a little bit inspired by maybe some of the music that you're hearing from the x collectives you've like the likes of of uh, mutant vinyl who's so so electronic you know yeah like a collaboration there could be something very lovely um yeah <laughs> what about yourself and now you've kind of kind of brought yourself into a bit more electronic side is there anyone within the collective that you think could be a really good person to collaborate with i'm i'm gonna yeah i know i know (laughs) honestly after watching because i was brought in pretty pretty close actually to the actual like launch of x collective um and so one of my first like introductions to like everyone was like watching that first intro video that we put out and i remember just watching that being like oh shit these people are so cool (laughs) (laughs) so like yeah not to be like annoyingly duplicitous but like Yes, I would. Like, there's there's no one in the X Collective that I wouldn't want to work with. So I'd be interested. Yeah, obviously. I totally forgive you. And that, Ed Boy and whatnot. That word, that du- duplicitous. Say that again. Oh, duplicitous. I'm going to forgive you because I'm just going to use that word for the rest of my life. Perfect. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Fancy vocabulary coming to save the day. <laughs> That's what I need in my life. I need to say things better than grand and awesome. Um, no, it's such a good word. So fun. <laughs> what about uh, you, uh, Edwin? Zafo, what about yourselves? You, well, Zafo, you've already started your, your creation, but Edwin? Yeah, I, I want to go kind of the opposite. I want to go, like you're saying, Toby, out of my comfort zone. So if someone goes, I've got this, this reggae tune or I've got this, like, folk mm-hmm. thing, I'd, I'd much rather, you know, try and do something in my vibe with a genre yeah. I'm not really that accustomed to just for the fun, you know, because mm-hmm. um, otherwise I'll just make dub reggae until I'm 90. <laughs> <laughs> I paid to see that a nine-year-old man <laughs> on stage Don't with a saxophone playing dub reggae. For me, I mean, everybody's in the collective for a reason. They're all equally talented musicians, and everybody has something to offer. So I fully intend on working with everybody in the X Collective, and as well, we do have. Um, so Toto and I will be releasing the first song, Collide. Then after that, we have another song, which I won't name the title just yet, but it's featuring five of the X Collective artists. Um, so we have Edwin, who's going to come on board for a sock sign. We have Gemma Bradley, Toshin, um, and uh, Sunita from Shukra and myself as well. So that will be like another big five-part collaboration with everybody in it. So there's there's room for everybody. Don't worry, we're coming. I'm coming for all of you. I, I literally <laughs> will be reaching out soon because it's it's a large project to kind of divvy out different kind of uh, tasks and stuff too. So we're we're still kind of finding our feet, and it's much bigger than we ever intended for it to be. But um, yeah, there'll be a lot of lot of works coming out, out of everybody for the collective. Did you find when you released uh, Collide, uh, when you were kind of putting it together and stuff like that, did you find having all these different people involved really kind of helped? It was almost like, a, you know, Zaska's It Takes a Village album. It takes mm. a village to raise a child. It takes a village to raise a song. Um, mm. So right. did you find when you were kind of putting this all together um, that it, it was a completely different experience this time around to releasing before because you had so many people involved and so many people to kind of give mm-hmm. feedback from? Yeah, well, usually for, for my Zappo projects, it's quite like insular in how I do it. I like to kind of be alone and really take my time with something, something that I've kind of tried to, to change up in my approach to writing, where I want to get as, as much experience working with other people and in other genres to go outside your comfort zone to challenge myself as a songwriter and a producer. And I guess this time, um, so I sent over the um, some music over to Tolu. I asked her to send me back whatever she wanted. She gave me a few melody lines. I constructed various melody lines into like one, then I wrote the lyrics on top of it for Tolu as well. 
and then we got another artist Jenny Brown I literally met Jenny Brown at a rave in Berlin in some park of some nighttime rave she was friends with my sister and and um she, my sister showed me a podcast where she's just I heard her voice and I was like oh this girl oh my god she's amazing she's a poet as well so it was just a matter of hey do you want to be in a song and she was like okay and she just literally wrote it in like 15 minutes recorded it into her iphone and that's the actual take that we used in the in the actual song wow. because she got it so bang on it was like do you know that case of demoitis when you do it the first time it's just mm. this natural flow but then when you think about it and then you you practice it you it just becomes a bit more rigid so that was actually the take that we ended up using and like i said Toto's never met jenny um there, Tolu was in Dublin at the time, I was in Berlin and Jenny was also in Berlin. And then by the time we'd come home, I think it was like a, maybe six or seven months later before we started doing something. And um, it was myself and uh, a guy called Hugh O'Neill, who's also a musician called Honus. He came in on board for some mixing and kind of co-production stuff as well. So then it just expanded to the Zafo band. We got live drums, we got live bass, uh, string section, sax, like we did the whole thing and everybody recorded remotely sent it on and it was a large process and that's only just the songs and the music video yeah. is a entirely oh different kind of bit. Do you want to chat about the music video Tony? Um yeah the music video was very interesting. Just think about like you know lockdown we're not allowed to well it was two kilometers that we were allowed to like walk in from our house. Mm-hmm. So here's me getting my sister like walk around with me around the house and outside the house just to take a few shots the same with Al when she got her friend to do the same and just finding different random spots and then like putting that together to create a concept and then getting other people to you know agree on what kind of concept we should come up with and we were so we were so lucky to um work with um like my managers and labels who introduced us to illustrators so oh there's this amazing scene (laughs) I'm so proud about it. So um, we basically like dropped to the floor. I love that scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. And then it goes into like this, um, this different world of us like in lines and then we go into like bubbles. And this was all like drawn um, by um, Anna Maria, who's just like freaking awesome at what she does. She's great. And um, yeah, like just to see how everything came together was like when we watched it together, myself and Al, we were just like, oh my God, this is so cool. We freaking did this because it was like back and forth, um, like meetings every other week, like every two days even, just to try and make sure we got the right takes. I remember having to like stick my phone up to the ceiling so that we could have like a, um, a top down um, effect yeah. where you can like see the bed and us lying on the bed and like doing whatever we're doing on the bed it was just like it was class it was great and honestly it's been a privilege like just working with l and everybody that was we gave them a deadline everyone stuck with the deadline and yeah we did it we did it you you don't need like loads of low like hundreds of dollars hundreds of euros and a like a this like a class team you just need a whole bunch of really sound people yeah and people that like are like yeah we want to get this done we're gonna get it done that was literally like that was that was what motivated me even the most because there were days where i was like oh i'm so tired oh lockdown you um but then like everyone (laughs) i'd be like tony did you get song done did you get that video send me that video (laughs) racking her head (laughs) it's great to have like people that are like that because honestly lockdown was really hard for me i was just like i didn't feel any sort of like motivation then literally having people like from this side this angle having meetings like you have to like get on it because it's Mm -hmm. not just you it's everybody else so like having like 20 plus people on the project we definitely had to make sure we had it done (laughs) Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) and as well it's I think one of the best feelings that I've experienced in the last while like earlier when I was saying I used to just write for myself and only concentrate on Zafo projects and then I did did that for like five years and I just built a huge amount of content and videos and then I was like okay I'm ready to move on to something new and one of the most rewarding experiences and feeling is sharing the burden slash success slash excitement slash fears of a release with somebody else because it can be like a really lonely world when there's so many things you don't know as a young new musician or an independent artist and you're constantly like learning and to be able to have somebody that's like your wing woman. And then equally, we had Jenny as another support system. And then we had her management, my management, then a label, then a videography team, then an animation team. And it just went from like 
tiny idea from when I was having a few out <laughs> smokes <laughs> and, and uh, chilling with like some cords and whatever, sent it over to Tolu and then after that it just ignited a spark and it's it's one of the best feelings aside from like performing live when you get you know that like euphoric buzz when you're like oh people are responding mm-hmm. and it's 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 a really it's a great feeling um mm-hmm. it's it's the closest kind of feeling to that when you get to share that excitement um, and i'd like to actually tie in that like with everything that Elle said i think that's why this whole x collective is like so important because it gives you that feeling like as an as an independent artist when you need people to like bounce like ideas from and kind of like speak to and see okay does this work um like because most of the time for me anyways when i'm working on my own i'm like i get stuck in my head like having to even just like record myself i'm like no that take wasn't good enough when it went like literally i go back to the first take and i'm like okay that's what i'm using yeah so I'm, like oh, 10 that way. tracks <laughs> So like having people that are around you that you can like bounce ideas from that have experienced the same thing that you've experienced is great. And yeah, this is definitely like one of the reasons why X Collective was just like a huge thing I had to get on board with because I was getting lonely. I was like, guys, I need someone to talk to. <laughs> yeah, it, must be, it must be hard being by yourself out there, making all those decisions by yourself. But all of you guys have done like built yourself fantastic careers by yourselves. But I, I just have a feeling that things are just going to go now that it's like now you're all joining forces it's just going to be this absolute like team to take on the x collective Mm -hmm. is going to take over it's gonna be amazing last thing okay last question i have for you before we um one thing you all need to know all my making music fans you know that i have um a radio show on quarantine fm two and a half hours all irish music every single day on Quarantine FM. This week, a little bit different because we're going to have an American and an English person on our garden gigs. We're going to be playing, we're going to be doing an X Collective takeover, like full on, all X Collective. This, all the musicians, LK, Shy Mascot, Chukra, Sai, everyone. We're going to be playing all the music, the new song Collide from uh, Zaffo and Tolu McKay. We're going to be playing the new single Something um, by Brenna Carr. We're going to be playing some stuff from uh, Mutant Vinyl's last album. We're going to be talking about what's what's happened and what is to come. We're going to be jumping, jumping into all their music there. So definitely check that out tomorrow, Tuesday at 2.30 on uh, Quarantine FM, or you can find it on the listen back on quarantinefm.ie. Um, but last question I have for a lot of you, and I really hope you don't hate me after this one, is one of my favorite questions is a desert island discs and it's great because it means that i get loads of new albums to listen to <laughs> so gonna go around all right and you're and thankfully we've had quarantine and that like um the you know the the clinton the holding the vinyls that so a lot of people kind of have a few mixed up already but the four of you right now there is a helicopter waiting outside and it is going to bring you off to a little island to escape all the madness all right and you're there for the rest of your lives. Oh, Jesus. All right. And you can bring five <laughs> albums with you. Only five. All right. Oh, I thought it was only one. Okay. I know. Mm. Five's a lot. Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to start with Edwin Pope, Mutant Vinyl, because you seem the most, oh, never mind. I thought you were the most excited and set for this. I'm excited, <laughs> but I'm not ready. Excited, but I'm not prepared. Oh, you want me to go? If um, you want. Okay. Massive Attack, Blue Lines, um, John Coltrane, A Love Supreme, uh, Californication, Chili Peppers. Um, oh, I'm just picturing what I did for the Clinton thing. Yeah, that's um, awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gorillas, Gorillas, first album. Um, Eric Badu, Unplugged. And that's five. Oh, that's five. Yes. Steam engine all the way through that. It's like head I, down. I was yes. just remembering the Clinton thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> that has been the handiest thing for me. It's gotten like a solid like three minutes off all my interviews now because people have at least four pre-chosen. It's very funny. All right. Brenna Carroll, swing it. Other side right. of the pond. Edwin was like so specific with like albums and I'm definitely someone that goes to artists and then we'll mm-hmm. just like go through the, their discography. So... Yeah. I'm going to like kind of cheat here and we can all just like envision your favorite album from these artists. Yeah, that's true. Um, like thinking, thinking of new albums, I feel like everyone's been into um, Fiona Apple's new album, Vegetable oh, Cars. It's, it's mm. a great, it's a great album. That's specific. There's one. Yeah. Um, probably like, I'm thinking very like current, like new albums, but, like Theo Katzman. Um, was it song, Songs in the Age of Vibe? The Vibe? 
I think so. I'm not so getting the title right. Yeah. It's like a long title, and he's playing a viol or he's playing a guitar with a with a bow. If anyone has seen the album cover, um, that's an incredible album though. Um, uh, I've throwing back. I've got very into Brenda Russell right now. So just like the entire discography of Brenda Russell, uh, one of my good friends just like exposed me to all her music, and that's amazing. Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> um, Margaret Glassby Devotion, another new album. Um, and like Lawrence, one of their albums, probably their nice. most recent one. I love their, their like single that came out just a few months ago, Weather is like one of my favorite songs right now. So, Excellent. Yes. Nice. I love the, I always make like a playlist for myself of like the albums that people have picked. Yeah. Like, for a musician, when people kind of give you, it's like, oh, the top five albums, it's kind of like reading their diary a little bit. So it's like, oh, so this <laughs> is what you listen yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. That's, I'm not sure I would say that's like my lifetime, but if someone was taking me away right now, like that's what I want to listen to. That's good. Mm -hmm. It doesn't that's encompass. Yeah, 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 it, that's yeah. like, it, that's a lot of current releases, like new releases, but yeah. That's still good. It, and the thing is, it doesn't matter if it's new releases, it's multi-genres is what you need, you know? Mm, yeah. You need kind of like that Pantera album for you to be like, ah, when you can't get yeah. your coconut open or whatever. Um, <laughs> Keep you interested on the island. Exactly. Uh, Tulu, do you want to go next? I'm bad. Okay, I'm going to maybe cheat kind of like how okay. Brenna did as well. That's okay. <laughs> Okay. Also um, but the <laughs> <laughs> I'm also cheating, FYI. Joe, we can go back and you can cheat, okay? Edwin, yeah, no brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like the two albums that I've literally rinsed like from top to bottom, um, Jaden Smith, Sire. That album. Jaden Smith? Wasn't expecting that. That album is ridiculous. Um, really? Actually, it's yeah, a very good you need album. to listen to it. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so definitely will. Yeah, so that album and then Beyonce's um, Homecoming. That's just my anthem morning tonight. Yeah. Um, Labyrinth. Um, there's an album that he put out. It's really I can't remember the name of it. Um, but there's two albums. The one that he did. Well, it's not really an album. The one that he did for Euphoria, and then there's another one where it's like really kooky and just strange. I cannot remember the name of the album. It's great. Because he goes into like different types of genre, but it tells like a weird story. It's great, labyrinth. Cool. Um, and then who would be my fifth person? Ooh, I have to put in like a Nigerian musician, obviously. <laughs> um, Wizkid, Starboy, his first album. That yeah, album was the first. Um, the first um album I bought myself, like I paid for. Freaking sick, yeah. That would be my top five. Excellent. Okay, and then wrapping us up, the one who started it all. <laughs> I'm cheating big time because I'm one of the very rare people that I, d I actually don't listen to albums. I have the worst attention span. Yeah. Isn't that shocking behavior? Yeah. No, I know. I've had a couple of people on that who are in the same boat. It's like they're like, I might have like half an album in a playlist, but I won't sit and listen to the album back to back. No, as in, I, I probably would but I really need to like sit down because I listen to something I want to dedicate my full time. So, okay, I'll give you that the full albums I've listened to. And I don't know the names of them because I'm garbage at them as well. So Laura Marling's first album, her second album and her third. <laughs> <laughs> so I listen to all of those. They're all banging, absolutely banging. This is like singer-songwriter folk. That's what I would have originally started off as. And then I discovered like soul music and like R&B and then rock and then literally everything. So next is Anything Burt Back Rock anything everything um then who else Silver everything this is my island this is my island i just want to point out i had one guy on before he's a classical guitarist and he was like the entire works of bach i was like you can't get the entire works of bach for one option <laughs> Okay, you give me 10 Burt Bacharach tunes, I'll take that. There you go, there's an album. Um, then another band that's inspired me so much, and I saw the first time I saw them play was in Workman's, I was in the front row. I could literally see the sweat pour down her face. And then the second time I saw her was in New York in a giant stadium, and I was just like, oh my God, look how much these guys have grown. So Vanessa, their first album, and then equally, I don't know what they're called, I'm sorry. I think it's called Coffee, or I don't know, whatever. And um, then the second album of them as well. And then Regina Spector and her whatever album she did. Uh, probably not the most recent one, but like her first one. <laughs> she is banging, and she's also so weird. And I love that she includes 
all of these weird kind of like tones and like just different registers and her voice is really quirky and cool so I've included about 60,000 songs in that list so <laughs> yeah. that should probably cover you it can, I'm like, sorry. Make, you can make like your own CDs that are like yeah. they're like mixtapes of exactly thank you Brenna so- yeah it makes sense positivity see it works, it works. <laughs> Edward, Edward's just like no I'm yeah. he's like you rap bikes <laughs> Edwin had to go first so Edwin had to play by the rules and then we all were just like and here's some of my favorite song if you yeah. want you have another go I just want every Prince song I want to every every one of the 2000 print songs I've got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we all be That's on an I'm island thinking. together? So we can yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. We have to socially distance. Yeah, socially distance, <laughs> but we can like slide the albums across. Yeah. The only thing keeping us sane. What about I, you, Heather? Oh, yeah. for me? Oh gosh. Um, God, no one's actually asked me this question before. <laughs> you freaking like got it. her. Um, <laughs> who would you um, pick, Erica Badu or Lauren Hill? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Hill. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Uh, that was a quick answer i know well because i love them both but it's just something lauren hill was kind of um the first kind of opening to kind of because i was i was raised on like uh the rap pack and ella fitzgerald and the likes of those um i'm huge like um love ella is probably is my top album of all time is her is her Gorgeous. collection um I love, love, love kind of jazz music. And then I started hearing, uh, then I started listening to the Fugees. My dad was into the Fugees. And started listening to M People, started listening to like Heather Small and Lauren Hill. And they kind of showed me that you can kind of still take kind of jazz elements and blues elements and bring them into kind of modern music and stuff like that. And then I saw Lauren Hill and Sister Act 2. And mm. that just like solidified the love. I was like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, you are you are the yeah. American Sinead O'Connor. And I stand by you. You're awesome. um, thank you guys so much for coming on everyone make sure you come on to quarantine fm tomorrow 2 30 we'll be playing all of the class tunes from these people and for the rest of the artists of x collective thank you guys so much for joining us this has been the making a music podcast thank you for tuning in once again and i hope you guys have fantastic week make sure you check out the x collective and all who are involved they're wonderful and beautiful and thank you guys so much Thank you. Thank you for having us.